DCM works for when all of your friends stop talking to you and you need something to do on the train. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We went, and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Outfrighters Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David, DCM Creative Director Lee Writer, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Ben. Hi. <laughs> what, you start with a breathe in, you fuck? Alright, good. Solid. And today we're joined by the our special guest, the Tunnish Review, Nick and Caitlin. Hello. Hello. Oh good. god, there's Solid. more voices. Sorry, yeah, there's, oh. more, than, there's more than two. This <laughs> is unusual for us. How you doing, guys? You good? Yeah, pretty good. You pumped? You made us watch a sad film, which is a good way to start. I, um, I didn't think the film was going to be sad. And then it was. And then it was sad. And it got you good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but this week... <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm well, so, you know what? So sorry. Not forgiven. Mm. Uh, this week we are talking about the storytelling of Dead Poets Society. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Tradition, honor, discipline, excellence, manners. Up. I thought it was called Dead Poets Society. It's Dead Poets, plural. Mm, yeah. Which Dead poets makes sense because like... there's more than one of them. True. Um, what is the like? So I'm sorry. What like? I never. So no, go for it. It's Robin Williams, bless his soul. He's in there, yep, sure. He's in there for a bit. He's in it. He's, yep, certainly. Um, something it's Keating. It's poetry, Ke- What's but his first has... name? John Keating? Is it Keating? Some, something Keating? Mr. Keating. Mm, Professor Keating. Keating. He's Keating. Yeah. Doctor, I Sir Keating. Mr. Keating. I think it was yeah. just Mr. Keating. It's just Mr. Keating. He does get called by his first name at one point by another teacher. Yeah, Captain. No, that's not a... <laughs> yeah, you got him good, Ben. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, you're so funny. Hilarious and original. What question were you going to ask that's going to make you sound real dumb? What is, the, what is the Dead Poets Society? Someone explain to me. I'm looking at you two, because... Because you... this was the first time I'd seen this film. Right. I thought it was pretty obvious from the structure of the film and the way that they say the word Dead Poets Society a bunch, but... Yeah, but, like, what, like where does it... Does one of you Why? want to condescendingly tell Ben what the Dead Poets Someone Society is? Someone tell me what it is. Caitlin just pointed at Nick, and Nick made a scrunched up face. A scrunched up face. Well, like, it's kind of um, trying to make, like, a cave in the woods with a bunch of teenage boys drinking and occasionally playing a saxophone sound. Smoking like, a Dead lot. Poet Society. It's like romantic. Uh, romanticism, like, right? I'm just trying to think of a way to actually um, make it live up to its own name. Oh, I know. Well, I, actually, I, I'll give you an analogy. It's like if you had a bunch of people... That you were friends with, that what you decided to do was once a week that you would go to the same place, drink, and do something together that lasted about half an hour to so an hour. Let me guess, it's like this podcast. It's sort of like David. podcasting, really. And then you pretend <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Is that cool. the joke you're trying you to And you pretend up, it's David? cool because you put it on the internet. All right. Basically yeah, a similar exactly. premise, but with, with poetry. But with poetry. And, yeah. and, and long coats. And uh, cigarettes. Lots of long coats and as well. And the 90s. And hoods. Lots of weird Harry Potter hoods. This film was in the 80s, right? Not the 90s. 19. It's early, right? I'll check. Like, you know, like at a time where they can put a nice wash on the film and it can just... Uh, at a time when they can have kids smoking and not... 1989. Like, 1989. Oh, right on the, right on the awkward... Right on the cusp. Years, yeah. Just before everyone was wearing studs and leather jackets. So, I, I got beef for this. I oh, didn't shit. like... Straight away? I didn't like... This is... People gave me beef. Oh. Because I didn't like Good Morning Vietnam. Oh right, okay, I th- yeah. I thought Dominic Vietnam was bit of bit of backstory mm, for kind the, of bothered, bit of backstory kind of for our last two months. Um, we did an episode on Good Morning Vietnam a while ago, and Ben basically hated <laughs> the whole thing for some reason because he's inhuman. I didn't um, like it. 
And but so thus thus he uh, people have accused him of hating Robin Williams, uh, hating Robin Williams, which I don't hate. May him. be true. I like him. I sure. think he's cool. And did you like him in this? Yes, because what? he's not in this for a lot of much. Wow, because <laughs> he's only in this for like half an hour, right? Uh, he's pretty like uh, an hour running. Yeah, character, isn't I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's the main character. Hang on, oh. wait a minute. Oh, this is good because this is one of my biggest questions. Who's the Who's the like main protagonist? Is I think there the one? main protagonist is. I think the the. F- the character you meant to sort of self-insert is... Floppy hair, Mc... Like, the dopey mm. kid that doesn't really do anything in the entire film. Yeah. The new kid. Floppy introvert kid. Is. new kid, because, like, um, I'm trying... I got the names mixed up, but there's... But yeah, the names are very... Like, just... second son of, like, who had, a, like, a... Who, he's a cool kid, and then the... Well, there's, like, the cool and able kid that always does what his father says. Yeah. wants to be an actor. Yeah, then there's they, the actor. And there's the saxophone player. Saxophone guy. There's the guy who's, like, chasing the girl... Oh. There's a guy who, like, invites the girls. He's, like, the one who wants to get expelled. Then there are the two ginger nerds. One of them has glasses. Mm-hmm. And then, like, one the of them's really a fucking tall... coward. And yeah, I hate him. And then, and like, the him. tall, like, flathead guy. Yeah, like, Those he, are... he was just there to he was get just... punched in the first place. Like... Yeah, he was just kind of there. Okay, so I'm um... getting the cast list up, which is normally Ben's job. That's, like, <laughs> my, Ben's job for the show. Is in arms okay, so Robin Williams with John Keating. John Keating. I did think of Isn't that, like, John Keats is a poet? Right, yeah. yeah. Famous romantic poet. So I was um, thinking, wasn't he like a prime minister? But no, that's Paul a different Keating. That's Paul Keating. <laughs> Similar. I see how you got confused. <laughs> yeah, I close. mean, like I wouldn't have known that. If, Thank if God you're here. Like that's... in Parliament, just stood up on the tables and been oh captain, my captain. Like I'm sure, like 80s. I'm sure more people would, been would a lot care more, about like, would I'll, have been a lot I'll... more interesting. Was it 90s Keating? To be honest with you. Keating's was like seventies, wasn't it? Yeah, but also it's Australian politics, so they probably do that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Except they throw stuff at each other and swear. Yeah. Fuck Australian politics is nuts. No. But that being said, so you so Knox was the cool kid who was going after the girl. Right. He was like he was he's the guy who's now in The Good Wife. Don't which care. All of you Continue. look blank and confused. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a really good show. All right. sure. My mom watched that. Like, it's when it came out, it's like, not important. It's not important whether mothers watched it as well. Okay. <laughs> the mother's a good story. To, the story appreciated. So I don't true. think that we should dwell on the fact that mothers watched it because it makes me seem way less cool than I already seem. Neil Perry was Robert Sean Leonard's character. Robert Sean Leonard is Wilson. You can open the beer. It's fine. Uh, so Robert Sh- Neil, yeah, Robert Sean Leonard, who plays Neil Perry, who's the kid that kills himself. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers for a film yeah, that came out thirty came years out ago. Eighties. Um, who plays Wilson in House? I can only now. I could only see him as Wilson because I just finished watching House again for like the eighth time. Uh, so I only saw him as Wilson, but he was real good. You have a problem? I do. Um, I've seen House so many times. But yeah, no. But the whole protagonist thing, like. I reckon up until the point where he kills himself. You're yeah, like, he's, yeah, like, he he's is the, the main. Neil's yeah. Neil's your boy. Neil's okay, your boy. so let me ask you this then: if if we're talking like classical structure, killing your main character <laughs> in the third act, in the middle of it, not even at the end of the third act, it's like in the middle because it's, 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 yeah, it's not even really the. Cl- it's like the first climax. There's like two climaxes. Have you guys seen Rogue One yet? Star Wars? No, no, oh, no. <sighs> All right, I, can't, I can't talk about right. it. But like, some, some... Uh, see that, that that's a spoiler where like you're gonna be lining up to like ruin a lot of people's lives. Yeah, so, like you can be like, oh, like that's true. Society. It's been around for twenty years. You know, like, Star Wars. Star Wars has been it. out for a week, and we saw mm. it the earliest you can the possibly see it. Came out, yeah. It was awful. We went to the midnight screening. I'm still tired. Anyway, um. What I was going to say was... Film's uh, not awful. Film's good, but... Film's fine, but I still hate my <laughs> life for having to be awake that early. Point being, structurally, it's super... It's it's really old school to do that, to actually kill your protagonist and be like, he's gone. He's done. It's kind of ballsy. Have fun. And I think it works because the there's, like, there's zero stakes in this film. Like, there's... 
There's nothing that really matters. It's just but like... But Ben, he wants to be an actor. That's stakes. Yeah, but like... I've got to be an artist. I've got to be know, fulfilled. This isn't like... This isn't the Vietnam War, you know? Yeah. This I mean, is just like... This I is mean, just like ben, a boarding school and in just a way. like one kid kills oh, yeah, himself. Like, in, in the scheme it's of just a little fucked Williams, up. Of Robin Williams films, I guess there are like less stakes. But like, True. you've got, you got these sort of boys in their formative years. Yeah. And they've had, uh, you know... Pretty shitty prep school teachers their whole lives. And these are like rich kids and, and, who are going like to go this, on to lead the fucking like this, country. This liberation that comes from it. Yeah. And yeah. They're, they're sort of, I feel like up until uh, you've had sort of like main characters shifting around, coming to the fore and not, yep. you know, some are bringing like the girls to the cave, some are going to the party. Good on your child. They're acting. Yeah. They're all just doing that. And then but you sort of like, I feel like you had this kind of interesting thing where or they're, you've got the group that are sort of collectively going through yeah. and you're sort of getting a bit of all their stories. So it's that sort of group narrative and then you kind of get them falling away at the point, like the challenge, you know, the death of their the best trial. friend. So it's the this, trauma. And you yeah. sort of then their real characters come through. So yeah. it's Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I mean, right? The, the Scooby Doo cartoon. <laughs> Come on, people. That's like, like that was the that was how that worked. It's like Scooby Doo. The fourth act, the janitor in the in the cupboard, and then it was, was him the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was who Keating was the whole time. No, but like, as <laughs> being funny, it actually is the plot of the original Scooby Doo cartoon. As they go through these like amazing trials together, and as toward the end of the show, they start to fracture when there's this big like traumatic event that happens. So it's like Scooby Doo, but what was Scrap? No, not Scrappy. Mm-hmm. Who's the Scooby? No, the the druggy. Uh, shaggy. shaggy. Yeah. It's like Scooby-Doo, but like Shaggy ODs. Yeah. Like fucking That's dies. exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, oh, man. Like, man, Shaggy's dead. Shaggy's yeah. dead, man. <laughs> Who's going to drive the mystery mobile now? Or whatever he doesn't drive. <laughs> Why would Shaggy drive? <laughs> yeah, you don't got like, like the fucking bake guy driving a car. Who's going to hotbox the mystery right. <laughs> wagon it's, it's now? It's like Scooby-Doo with even less diversity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's oh, a lot yeah. of white boys, it's isn't so it? Many white boys. Is there a single woman in this? Oh well, no, yes, yeah, there's, there's, two. there's at least three. <laughs> there's at least three. There's like, there's like three like teenage girls, sure. in this film. Three, yeah, like three like three? actual characters. Well, there's the super, this is how the cheerleader that Knox is going after. Yeah, and then there are like the two girls, and they're kind of like half characters. The fuck really, are they? That get invited to the uh to the Dead Pod Society oh, meeting right. by I the about other that. sleazy Don't guy. they just, by Charlie. Turn, they just, they just kind of turn up and then leave. Well, Charlie yeah. brings them along for some reason. Uh, yeah. He was like, we need women. And everyone else is like, what is happening? Well, I think his character is, in general was probably most interesting because he like he spent the entire film trying to get expelled Yeah, for whatever reason. That was just mm-hmm. his motivation. He was just like, I just want, don't want to be here. You're like, all right. But he, he gets like weirdly involved with the whole Dead Pod Society thing. And he has, like, this weird connection by the end of the film where he's, like, the only one really fighting for it. Yeah, he, he he's the fist guy. Yeah, he's the one that sucks the dude in the face. Well, it's... Yeah. yeah. Uh, here we go. When he, when he, when he sell... When they sell... Get sold out by the, the ginger. Uh, yeah, that's right. The, the little names. weasel piece of shit kid. Yeah. Um, really, the whole film is, like, an analog for, like... Uh, here we go. It's an analog mm. for the idea of, like, structure versus, like, liberalism. Like, real liberalism, not political liberalism it's like anarchy versus structure right and the truth is that this guy that keeps trying to escape the system that he's in charlie right what he ends up doing in, in attempting to escape it is just join another system within that system mm. which he can't really escape from and it's this idea of like it's this idea of you, you you have these loops that exist within this film so like john keating the teacher 
wants to come into this place that is very structured and has these rules and has these systems. He wants to come in, wants to, he's a disruptor. He wants to do stuff like have them march around the courtyard for no, for, for, you know, for no reason. Yeah. I made air comments. No one can see that. It's a fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, I made air quotes. But yeah. So he wants to come in and be disruptive to try and teach these kids that they can think for themselves. But in doing so, what he does is he pushes the kids to think so much for themselves that they, or that he pushes them to think so much like him that they just copy him. So they form the Dead Poet Society because he did it. They do these things because he did it. And then you get this character who John Keating's like, no, no, don't just tell your father. It'll be fine. And of course, well, he Neil, didn't. of course, well, of course, of course, Neil lies, right? Yeah. And he doesn't tell his father. And the consequence of that is that his dad's like, you're going to military school for 10 years. And Neil is, of course, like, well, I'd rather die than have to do that for 10 years. And so he kills himself. And it's this idea of like, the only way you can escape these structures is to completely remove yourself. But to do that in a society means to have to die. It's very Shakespearean. It's real fucking like old school romantic. It's funny given the fact that he is doing Midsummer's yeah. Night Dream. Which is kind yeah. of, I think, again, kind of the whole point of the film in a way. It's sort of, it's very self-aware in that way, I think. Well, like, I mean, and the role that he plays in the um, Midsummer's Night Dream, I forget the character's name um, that Neil plays. Antlers. Um, it's not the character's name, but that's but, what. It... But he has that famous line that is like the Shakespeare line that everyone will quote back to you because they've seen Dead Poets Society, which is like right. um, the, the closing ones, like if we shadows um, have like displeased you or something like that. It's think, but whole... this and all is mended. Yeah, 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 exactly that kind of. Closing which I only makes me think of that Tim mentioning song that's better. Mm. Where it's like, think that this is all mended. We might as well be ten minutes back in time for all the chance I change your mind, or it's something oh, like yeah. that. Exactly. Like, I mean, you get like all that kind of like shadow play sort of stuff, the acting, the roles, and everything like it's that. It's very oh, it's very shit. It's really Shakespearean. Now that I'm thinking about, it, there's a play within a play. Mm, mm. It's very like huge, huge in that. But like, just what you're saying, yeah, the main real Shakespearean. Himself, yeah. Moves. Oh, it, hugely, hugely, like all that worship. But like, also sort of what you're saying in terms of you know, systems, escape, and everything like that. What's important as well, I think, is Keats, Mr. Keats, the teacher. Yeah. He himself is alumnus from the school. He is, is he? Oh, so he, yeah. he had taught there previously. No, no, he was no, a student. He was, oh, of he course. Graduated. All right, sorry. He was yeah. a student at the school. Oh, uh, okay. He'd gone away and taught and... And now come back with the new world knowledge. come back, yeah. you know, new world knowledge or maybe, you know, whatever. But um, I also think, like, as well, like, a lot of it is... You're right, it's sort of pointing to that inevitable kind of escape from the system. And so you look at sort of that Keats, it's like breathing space within a system. Or yeah. like maybe when you're looking at all that kind of interplay of like shadows, putting on a role, putting off a role, it's just about like finding that space within the system or like playing with your own illusion of autonomy within that See system that- and the like. It's very yes, yeah. I really like that idea of, and this film does it particularly well. And we suddenly got really serious. Um, but I really like the, <laughs> I really like the idea of, I, I love a good film that kind of does does something interesting with its form. And something this film does really well, as you're saying, it's this idea of like, as much as these characters are playing these roles, it's very much like a game of shadow puppets, right? Because as soon as someone turns on the light, it turns out they're just fucking kids who have no idea what they're doing, and they still are at this school, and they still beholden to these adults. Because at the end, right, they. They've gone through this whole rigmarole of doing this Dead Poet Society. It's like, oh, this secretive thing. They're, they're liberating themselves. They're finding themselves. But the truth is that they still are at the school and there's nothing they can do to stop Keating from getting fired. Yeah. And it's like suddenly when, you know, the shadow puppet that dances over, you fucking turn on the lights. And it's like, nah, you were just playing the whole time. Yeah, playing with it all. And, like, I think I there are lines that stick with you from it. Like, there's lots of really good, um, you know, 
script in this when like they have the headmaster come in teach them again in replacing and replacement of mr keating and it's the, like the book thing the book thing or we've yeah. ripped out the first page kind of thing who did you study are we are mostly the romantists and he's like oh what about the realists and i'm like i i don't know caitlin i can't i maybe it's just my ignorance but i can't remember like a specific group of like poets or anyone commonly talking about like a group of realists like that felt like a very kind of just played in kind artificial. of artificial artificial sort of thing to put in we don't we don't know because we don't know poetry so we're, <laughs> we're looking at you too so like like this is this is like my like you know just kind of me trying to hijack and be like but did poet society guys poetry like poetry now's your now's your opportunity to go for it what's <laughs> so what's what's is realist is that a thing like real is yeah realism's a movement which one i can't remember like i'm stumped they're looking at each I other feel, blankly. I feel like this is a quiz. Um, no, yeah, no, no, look, okay. You're going to get a grade at the, at the end, and if you don't pass, that's <laughs> it. You're out for good. Oh, dear. Um, um, yeah. Maybe, like, early, like, late 1800s? Yeah, because, like, there's romantics, and people talk about, like, the metaphysical. Mm. Um, this is, like, really, like, getting sidetracked in, like, a matter of, like, 10 years is, of yeah, history. Yeah, like, you know what? You've gone this far. Keep going. Don't ago. stop now. It, keep, it's nice to have someone educated on the show for once. So just keep... You guys just keep going. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I don't know. I think that Dead Poets Society was, like, my intro, like, education to poetry. And so really? Like, just, like, I would just quote, like, Dead Poets Society. Oh, for, like, you were that guy. Two, three years. That's, this, that's that concerning. Yeah, he's he's yeah. still that guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing's but, changed? Like, it's weird that you suggested it for this episode, then. Mm. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're like, Nick, would you like to come on to, like, the podcast? I gave you a beat. Carpe diem. Like. I fucking I gave you I gave you a beat as well. Like we so when we had our first meeting, I was like, oh well, we need to pick something like for the show. I literally gave you a beat, and you're like, oh, what about you? Try to be real casual. Like, what about uh, with his uh, dead post society? And I was like, yeah, all right. You're like, yes, <laughs> yes, got him good. Um, I think okay. even even from the perspective of someone who doesn't know poetry at all, like me, it's the it's. Did still you need made... to clarify that that was you? Yeah, okay. it could be you as well. Hey, man, I'm. The whole, like, the whole, like, idea of this whole, like, realist, like, that line in particular still kind of made sense, because mm-hmm. you're, you know, when they're just like, oh, we've done, we've done mostly the sort of romantic period. You have, like, as a general art person who knows, like, mostly, like, romantic music more than anything, it's just like, you have a vague idea of it's just like, okay, sort of late renaissance stuff. Maybe. Late renaissance, yeah, it's very yeah. much about the, Yeah. And, like, I know, like, sort of post that, especially in art, you had sort of the surrealist movement. Mm -hmm. So you have a vague idea of just from general knowledge. You're like, I guess I know what the realist movement is. Yeah, well, like, that was, like, novels and stuff. like. I mean, this is getting, like, uh, like, so I'm thinking, like, like, I know realist is, like, a novel kind of thing, but, like, I'm curious in poetry. Maybe this is, like, do you, like, have direct contact with the people on the other side of this mic? Like... Well, uh, the, can, can, can you the call viewers? upon your listeners? You mean, I mean, we can't literally call them. But no, no but... I, they, they can tweet at us. Yes, they have. There are ways that they can contact us. It's all right. Like, like, come on. Like, I mean, in real time, keep... yes. I can, I've got them all on the phone. If I call yeah. them, every viewer is called. Yeah, all ten viewers. That's right. <laughs> come on. If Mr. Keats was Rude. like going on about like talking to the dead poets of like a hundred years ago, we can wait like two weeks. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Just us, sit like, here. For they can Skype in certainly. Uh, no, I've got all of their 5,000 contacts in my phone, and I just call them all at once. It's, you know, it's a fortune, data roaming-wise, but it's worth Mate, it. I need to start a podcast. I need, I need 5,000 friends. <laughs> yeah, like, said right to now. every white guy ever. Um, no, look, it... Oh dear. Um, no, okay, my point being that I just looked at my phone, which I never do during a show, but it was buzzing, and now I've got, like, 10 messages. Anyway, uh, point being that 
I think one of the things that this film does with that idea of that realism versus romanticism is if you're talking about romanticism as being Keating's world, right? Like, that's his mm-hmm. realm. He's very much... I mean, that first, the first scene where he takes him out of the costume, they go and they look at the wall of the alumnus, and he yeah. gets him to lean in. And, and it he gets should, all weird and whispering. And it should be silly. That's the weirdest thing. It should be silly. It should be like, ha ha ha, you know, he's whispering to them or whatever. It should be ridiculous. Yeah. But it's not. Because when he does it, no one laughs. They just kind of, they all lean into it as well. If you go quicker, it makes less noise. <laughs> I know, That's I mean... actually the, the reason why I preferred uh, Robin Williams' performance in this over... Because it was less silly? Vietnam. Yeah, and because partly as well because they gave they gave him less screen time. Um, because it's the kind of they, man. Do you just not like him? No, I do like him. But whenever every he, time that we talk no, about him, you're like, look, I just wish he wasn't a, on no, the no, film no. as much. It's not a problem with Robin Williams. It's a problem with what the, they do with him. This one trope film that they do with him, and everyone knows it's it's the outsider coming in and shaking up the formula. He's a funny boy. Most no, one, no one likes a funny boy. Yeah, like, yeah. Good Morning Vietnam. You have Patch Adams. You have this. No, the idea of just like, oh, he's Except coming. Patch Adams isn't good. Oh, yeah, Patch Adams is horrible, Stop but the same kind of thing. his, like, filmography. Like, <laughs> ben, just, is a mental, do ben is a mental hit. That's the kind of thing where, films. like, in... Where, you know, he makes these films where he's, like, you know, the crazy outsider and the... Sure. And the established don't really like him. And I, I liked it in this because it was less of a case of him just being crazy and, like... And there was a real reason. ...being like, oh, he's so crazy. And it was a case of him being, like, a little bit odd. But then the kids latching onto it. I thought, but I, I thought what you would like about this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is not to put words in your mouth, which I do sure. all the time. But I think the reason you would have liked this more is that when he came in as an outsider, it was actually a legitimate reason for them to dislike his methods. Usually, it's like he's being too funny, or he's yeah, you know, he's not the of kind dumb. of person. That we, this time, it was like okay, he's actually, it's endangering, actually not endangering curriculum. Yeah, he's, and he's he's not following curriculum, and he's endangering these the the structures that exist in the school that exist for probably a really good reason. I think the right? biggest question is about this film is just like, did he actually lead Mister Main character to kill himself? Yes. Like, in oh, the sorry, end, sorry, you like, were being rhetorical, but yes, he did. Well, you can you or can argue he? either way. That's the thing. It's what are we kind of like? The takeaway or... message is just like, is he actually the yeah. the bad guy in this film? Because was it part of the system? You know, like yeah. he. I don't think he has that much of a leading role because I I don't think he has that much screen time. I mean, like it's pretty sort of classic, <clears throat> just sort of um I guess institutional response though, isn't it? That like an agitator comes in, yeah, exposes things, and then because things weren't followed as the usual uh as to dictum as to dictum uh, the usual institutional path because that you know we strayed away from that someone died and then it puts it away for 10 so, years so then is nothing happens is the argument then that it's whether or not because i think the real thrust of it is whether or not living in the system without that aggravator and without that disruptor in the way that they were being unhappy being miserable is that life worth more than the short period of time in which neil gets to do the things he loves and genuinely feels like he's the person he should well, be and yes. then well because isn't that the thrust of it it's to like do the thing he loves acting once one time <laughs> look he wasn't even that good like, it doesn't it doesn't, <laughs> but it's it's a metaphor or it's a simile yeah. or it's a an analog other literary terms but like the whole point of that right is that it's okay you've got you've, you've got these values on that you put on life and it's like but how do you value a life is it how you live it to enjoy it or is it just that you're alive and i think that's kind of the thrust of why this film the ending is so sad and also conflicting is you're like well because this kid died and that's that sucks like kids like no one should die at seven like it's, it's fucking young to die like it's sad and he killed himself oh, it's yeah. really sad but then it's like okay well if if he died because he couldn't do the thing he loved is the thing that he loved worth more than being alive and being unhappy 
And like, what, where do you draw that line? I think that's where it invites that real personal like interaction that people have with this film. Shakespeare, he's like, hell yeah. He's like, fucking yeah, I, I'd kill anyone as long as I can write a good play. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I feel like that's the thrust of like the real backbone of where the film's morality comes from. Is it's like, where do you put the value on that? Mm. And if and if Keating is a casualty of affording Neil the opportunity to like actually enjoy his life, should he like he does him getting fired even matter if he managed to save a kid for a bit? Or should he get fired because he got a kid killed? Like, it's a it's a real... I'm not asking because I know the answer. It's just a real interesting... <laughs> it's a, yeah. Well, no, like, it opens up so much. And, like, I guess the other thing, like I was sort of saying before, he, he's really... Like, he comes in, he's not a complete outsider. He's not a complete agitator. He's not burning the place to the ground. He still wears yeah. ties and he dresses yeah, he his ties, suits. he ties. And... He works within it. He uses the classroom format. And he to a degree, he doesn't always. He doesn't yeah, always. sometimes he goes outside the classroom. <laughs> heaven forbid. We sometimes they play. <laughs> they did play soccer at one point. I know, which um, was interesting, which was crazy. But like at the same time, he sort of, and in many ways, he's just kind of encouraging them to just sort of live a little inside their own lives. Like mm. I think maybe he's sort of encouraging a bit of free thinking and autonomy, mm-hmm. and then it's more sort of a question of. Okay, once people have this free thinking, yeah. where do you sort of draw the line for responsibility for giving people the ability to think for themselves or make decisions for themselves or take their own yeah. lives? Mm-hmm. You know, and then and that's life. like whose whose onus is it on? Is it his for giving them the ability to free think, or is it? And yeah. but, but I think, and I mean, also, can you hold someone responsible for like for someone else? So literally, just saying, hey, look, there's more than like. The, the fences of this school or this, you know, this 18 years live a little. And for someone like who's obviously sort of in need, picking it up and taking it another way. Yeah. You, you almost give someone, it's, it's kind of the, it's the extremist version of like romanticism, I guess. Right. Like it's, it's literally like if, if romanticism was a religion, people like Neil would be the extremists. They would be the people who are, who are like the, at the, at the top end of it. Right, he's he's so into yeah. the romantic movement that he's willing to do the things they do in the romantic plays, because he th- believes that's correct. Yeah, or it would be like the ideation that everyone would kind of aspire to, but really, you're like, I'm actually just a romantic. Like, you're like, I just, I just enjoy week, it, and then sometimes I enjoy meat. Uh, well, it's like I'm uh, really more of a pescatarian. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like... It's like you know what, I'm not religious, but sometimes I I love a good Christmas. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so it's I mean... it's that kind of thing. Whereas he would be the kind of guy that's like, well, I'm not religious. I'm not celebrating Christmas. I'm not even gonna look at a Christmas tree. It's very extreme, and that kind of... I always think that's an interesting way to cast a character, especially in something as... Starts off as fun as this. Like, it's real fun, and you're like, oh, they're having a good time, they're kicking soccer balls, they're doing poetry. It's real good. Well, I mean... You know? I think think the film even sort of answers some of those questions, because it has the three... Basically, the three different storylines going at once. You have the actor guy, which kind of starts a bit late. He's like, I'm going to be an actor, and you're like, Sure, but, yeah. but, well, but I don't think it does because he also started the Dead Poet Society again. Yeah, true. He's the instigator of the yeah. whole process. But then you have you have the the other main character person, white boy, who chases after Nox. the girl. I'll just give you names Nox? when you need them. Right, cool. First guy was called Neil. Sure. So you have you have Knox and he chases after the girl, and yeah. that ends fine. You know, it's this Did weird thing. Together? Where it's just, I've already yeah, forgotten. no, he it just ends up good. Yeah, oh, it's fine. Yeah. By the cool. end of it, he's just like, yeah, he goes to the play with the girl, and I assume it goes well. They hold hands. That's about the resolution of that story we get. This was um, 89. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. That was, pretty, was that pretty risque? I don't know. I'm not like a historian. Um, That's, yeah. But, and then you had sort of the, the guy trying to get expelled who... Charlie. 
got expelled in the end. You know, did he? Good did job. Charlie get he got expelled. He did. He punched the dude in the face. Got expelled. Um, oh, did he punch Ginger in the face? Punch Ginger in the face. Fuck that expelled. kid deserved it though. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, you know what I mean? If anyone so deserved to get hit, that idea. kid deserved to get so hit. So it's it's the kind of thing where they like all of these all these three characters were all they all had the same influence in partly the Dead Pod Society, but mainly Keaton. Keating. And two of them ended up Ke- what, Keating? Keating. Keating. Not Keaton. He's he's doing it. He's, mm. he's present tense. And <laughs> gotcha good. And two of them ended up fine. Two of them were like, <laughs> we're happy. We we got what we wanted. No, yeah, sure. And, and then one, one of them dead. ends up dead. Yeah. Um. So I, part when I was watching, I was just like, I was thinking, it, you know, you could if you wanted to be super wanky. Oh, go for and it. And we're all about no, being this will be really good. Here, go for it. I'm ready. It, you could sort of take it from a side of just like, well, the kid who just wanted to be sort of like a bit of a snide, debauchery asshole character, Charlie. Charlie. He 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 got what he wanted. He you know he brought some girls over to the Dead Poets Society. Presumably had weird. Sex he with he them. said some like he said he said some poetry that he said that he wrote that was all stolen. It was from definitely other stolen. Which, by the way, props to him for yeah, just really going and, for. And it. he got what he wanted. He got expelled. So it's like good on you. You did you did what you wanted. You got the other character who just went after a girl. Knox I mean, got we, punched. I've said these names Again, like eight times. A lot of Come punching on, in this film. Um, and it he is... got what he wanted. So it's just like good on you there. Oh, and then the punched. third guy was just like, I want to be an actor. Neil. And then he died. Neil. And they're part really, of me, in fact, they're like monosyllabic names too. Charlie's sure. the only one with two. Sure. How, how are you not getting them? It's I'm not. not I, I don't do that. You just don't listen to me. It's and I, part of me is just like, if you wanted to be super wanky, you could be like, well, maybe it's sort of a, an idea of like, society accepts the ideas of being an asshole, chasing off the girls who are taken. Yeah. But as soon as you're like, I want to be an actor, the world's like, nah, kill yourself. Oh, I hadn't even <laughs> thought of that. Jesus. Um... Because they all, all three of them really have the same stimulus. Like they all kind of are on the same level. And the film sure. does show their three stories to except, reasonably equally waiting except for Knox the guy that goes after the girl you looked really confused because Knox right. has he goes to the other he goes to the new world he goes to where the jocks are doing the drinking and they're having a good time and yeah. it's, everyone's a football player he goes to the new world so his stimulus is different well he to still a- chases after her because when he because he gets pushed by the other guys when he comes back from the dinner and when he sees her for the first time... Oh, and he's time, like real dreamy or whatever. He's all like, oh, she's beautiful, but she's taken by so-and-so. And they're all just like, ah, just, just go for it. And they're it. like, carpe diem, Carpe diem, bitch. Carpe diem yeah, motherfucker. It's like, it's like, the... He's enabled by the same stimulus. Yeah. And, and it's the kind of thing God where it's just it. like... Don't, you just helped Ben. Never helped you know, you ben. give carpe diem to the guy who wants to get expelled and he punches the dude in the face gets expelled. You give carpe diem to the guy who wants the girl, he gets the girl. You give carpe diem to the guy who wants to be an actor and he, he gets dies. Dead. Yeah. You know, it gets a bullet in him. I'm annoyed when you make a really valid point. But that is super interesting. <laughs> so it's this kind of thing where, like, yeah. you know, and especially when... It's especially weird when the the sort of climax of the film, when they're standing on the desks. The f- at that stage, the film just kind of forgets about the existence of the guy who's dead. Neil. Neil. Wow, boy. I mean, come <laughs> on, Ben. There's no, like, Ooh. there's no real, like, sad resolution. There's no, like... Yeah, there is. No, they no, spend- there is. But then the film just keeps going. Yeah. What happens? There's, after- there's zero. There's, there's not happened- even like a shot of like an empty desk or what anything. They just the- there's no funeral. They just kind of well, they have the funeral and then they just then they, they have, have where they sign they the funeral? papers. There's they, no funeral in the film. They have like a they're like singing prayers. It's not a Spider-Man film. So there's no funeral. Okay. There's no like actual funeral, yeah. but there's like the people. There is like really three minutes of grief. Oh, um, no, there is a mass. They they are at yeah, mass singing, mass. and and Charlie refuses to sing, and Knox is crying. Yeah. Um. And it's it's weird because. 
after that, the film doesn't acknowledge the fact that he's dead. Except for, like, when they're like, a, I mean, a child Fop- died because That's not of true. Foppish Hairboy runs out into the snow and fucking freaks out. No, that's that's before. Is it? The funeral. Mm. I'm talking, like, in general. Oh, like, okay. the ending of the film. The ending of the film is about him being dead, right? No, it's no, about standing it's, on desks. It's about standing, standing on desks and him being fired. Oh, I see your point now. Like, it's actually, it's moved past that to the point where it's just like, yeah, he died because he wanted to be an actor. Now it's just a big sad thing that the teacher has to leave. It's, a bit of like, it's almost like a bit of a sacrifice, isn't it? Yeah, it's a weird... Yeah. Well, yeah, like, you throw... It's, that, very, like, it's very Shakespeare. You throw yourself upon the altar of honor to uh, help other people come to become the people that they're supposed to yeah, be. But the movie has a bad ending. What? He gets fired and a kid is dead. Like, the movie doesn't have a good yeah, ending. There's no, no Shakespeare. No Shakespeare ends happily. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude oh. got killed. Good. I mean, oh, I they know. both killed themselves. Good. <laughs> oh, he's a prince and now he's dead. Good. Like, no, Shakespeare ends happily. That's all my right. point. There are plenty of happy marriages in Shakespeare. Name three. Much you do about nothing doesn't count. Oh, what's it, all's well that ends well? Sure. That's, um, that's it's one. in the title. It's... That's how you get ejected from the room. <laughs> Uh, I, shit, why isn't Shakespeare on IMDb? I need to, like... He, I assume now. he is. To be honest, there's been enough films. There's a lot um, of stuff on IMDb. Well, I don't know, like... I mean, they always end in marriage. But I mean, it's also... Yeah, it's Shakespeare, so there's always, like, a twist to it. So, like, Someone always... of the Shrew, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, like, it's nominally happy, but, like, at the same time, is she subversing? Is he not? Yeah. yeah. And then anyway. it's the chick from Mean Girls, or wherever she's from. In the, the soccer film, you know, it doesn't matter. She's the man. No one's seen that? She's the you, man. You, you if you guys have not seen, she's... Ten things are... No, no, no. Well, that is also Taming of the Shrew. She's amazing. Why, why did I suggest Dead Poets Society? Why don't we watch Ten Things I Had About You? There's still time. <laughs> and we've all seen it so many times that, like, fuck, that's a good film. Uh, oh no, the point I was going to make in rebuttal... Ugh, that's a dumb word. Uh, the point I was going to make, though, is, like, I, I agree, but I don't think Shakespeare deliberately had happy endings because he... I mean, he was the kind of guy that if someone in his life died, he'd be like, good, now I know what real loss feels like. Like, he was very much about the art. He was such a romantic to the point where he didn't really live in the real world. And he was so romantic that his... The person that he was was erased by the work that he did, which is, like, the opposite of what he wanted, right? Because Shakespeare was like, I want to become this person who is immortal because of my work, because my work is going to speak for me. But his work became so well-renowned, and the romanticism of, of his work became so well-pronounced that the man behind it kind of disappeared. So, like, in doing the thing that he wanted to do, he kind of vanished altogether. I mean, that ultimately happens with everyone, though. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think, think most artists become a product of their of work. their work. But then it's like, but I think to a degree, though, right? Because there are artists out there, like, uh, and I know recent is hard because recent is different. But like, yeah, I was gonna say, like, there are there are counterexamples, but a lot of them come from recent times where, like. Yeah, you have someone who's a product of their art, but it's also really easy to get them to contact with. And 20 hours of them, just interviews with them being themselves. Yeah. But I think definitely it's from that period, and I like that idea of this film where it's like Keating is nothing but the legacy he left at the school. And the legacy he left was one We could argue, yeah, the legacy of his work was a a dead kid. Well, it was a dead kid, but also a group of other kids. And and, I I think the most important thing is that he freed one kid. He He frees foppish hair kid, Todd, from... His his not he doesn't make him not an introvert, but he frees him from his inability to express himself. Mm-hmm. And I guess the question of the film was, is that worth everything that happened? And the answer is like maybe. Yeah. But the whole point of strike right? Like, I mean, that's yeah, not bad. In cricket, that's in cricket, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, no one outside of Australia knows about cricket unless you're Except in England. For the British. No one, no one English listens to this. It's all Americans and Canadians. Oh, hello. Um, hi. 
Uh, how was it? How was it? Ten years in the past. <laughs> what you mean? Also, then? ten ten hours in the past. Not oh. ten years in the past. Surely there would be like really posh bits of America though that would play cricket. Like just to, I, did, I feel I like just, there would be a weird subset of well, like, Americans. Sure that play David cricket. Beckham. Ooh. David Beckham is definitely playing. He doesn't cricket. play cricket. He lives in America and he owns the LA team, whatever they call the LA Stars David, or Suns or like, Planets. David and he Beckham, definitely plays cricket. Also, David Beckham, the David Beckham, soccer player. The soccer player definitely plays cricket. <laughs> Oh, whatever you say, oh. dude. <laughs> I'm just calling it now. Just sure. Just calling it but like, if there was anywhere in America that would play cricket, it would be the school where they're at in the Poet Society. True. Surely. Surely. They in the, yeah, they're in an American school. Yeah. Right? American yeah. School. Set in America. It's American as fuck. Yeah. Um, but that and like probably Stephen King, like his area would play cricket because it's in so some Maine. of his books. So just Maine. <laughs> yeah, like Maine, just New England in general. Hmm. Ironically, would be that's where, where this is, isn't it? It's that. Sort of <sighs> it's area. that kind of area, yeah. That's why it's real snowy all the time and kind of like sad and kind of rich and real rich. Yeah, lots of white people. A little rich. There isn't. I don't think there's a single not white person in this film. Oh no! At the party, there's a black girl. <laughs> <laughs> they got one, but wow. I think that's incidental to the shot. I don't think it's like. I yeah no. Oh, man, we've gone to a really like we got to a really weird place in this film, but I think it's interesting that they picked like it's a very specific demographic. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you think they did that purposely? Though? Like, it was oh, a certain sort of story look, and a certain sort part of, of me anxiety? was just like maybe part of me felt like someone went in and was just like, let's do a Robin Williams shake up film. You know, the the film where Robin Williams comes in and shakes up the formula. But let's set it in a school. They're like, cool, good idea. But let's like dial, let's dial down the Robin Williams and just dial up the. The school. The drama. But then, the okay, well, isn't the argument there that this film is made for a very specific audience? It's people that... It's 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 middle class to upper class white people that can associate... I don't think it's made... No, I don't think... I don't think you have to associate with the characters to get the film. That's it's, not what I... No, that's, like, that's not what I'm saying. But I mean, the struggle, the literal struggle that they're tapping into, and I don't mean the global one, but the literal struggle is like that, like, private school versus your liberalism issue that every fucking kid in a private school goes through. Like, I feel like everyone in general goes through that, though. But it's less tactile, and it's less likely to make you kill yourself. Like, this isn't like The Breakfast Club, where, like, if you're not an American, it just doesn't really make any sense. Breakfast Club does not translate if you don't live in America. But this is a film that I... I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. But what like, I'm I saying... I did go to private school, and I understood the film. Yeah, but you went to nerd school, which has had enough um, private school in it. It yeah, doesn't quite count. Close enough, I guess. Um, close enough. But I think the point of this is that it's like... it. it you don't need to have gone to a nerdy or a private school or whatever to understand this, but it's very much literally the struggle that every American upper-class kid who goes to a private school, every British kid that goes to an upper-class private school, every Australian kid, yeah. every kid around the world that goes to that kind of school, oh, definitely. they all feel this at some point in their life because teenagers always feel that. Yeah. So they tap into this weirdly universal thing that is in a specific environment that translates to everywhere. Well, yeah, because part of it is just general rebellion. Like, everyone yes. as a kid wants to make a secret society. That's, like, the coolest right? shit Right, it's ever. like the fucking... Yeah. yeah. And then, but instead... And the fact that you have one already made for you that you can just pick up the slacks and your teacher made it. Oh, like, this is a great, great time. This is what, actually, this was, like, something I was thinking of earlier and I wanted to bring up because I, you know, was curious, is how much direction did he actually give? This was the whole kind of, like, autonomy thing, you know, giving him... Did he just kind of mention it? He just like, oh yeah, we went into the woods and we drank moonlight. And but like, he didn't give well instructions. No, no, no. Think, no so he didn't even incite. He didn't it. So tell what anything. happened was that Neil found mm. Neil found his old Neil, Neil went and looked in the library, found his old book, uh, which had Keating's the old textbook, yeah, that, yeah. which had which was the one that they took to every uh, dead poet meeting, yeah. right? But aside from that foundation, like uh, this was another thing, sort of on that point, is like they actually kind of 
make a lot of it for themselves, don't they? Yeah, sure. From that, from but that like the trigger stuff. was him literally appearing. Mm. And then being and being like, I used to go to the school, and then they found his like yearbook and saw that he had this. No, but then they confront him. Ridiculous. They confront him about it. They literally go to him and they're like, "What was the dead poet society?" Pretty mysterious about it. Well, that makes it worse because he makes it sound (laughs) like he makes it sound romantic. He's like, "Oh, you know, bloody don't worry about that one, boys. It's like, bloody good secret society, boys. You know what I mean?" Sort of like really early on, and (laughs) even from that point, they kind of take it into their own hands, right? So you sort of got even a more case for literally after the first lesson where. They're walking out, and one of the kids is just like, man, that was weird. And he's just like, but wasn't it interesting? You're like, man, they're already hooked. They're just like, immediately just like, hell yeah. Well, yeah, because it's, it's remotely different. Oh, like, yeah. let's get freaky, right? But that's sort of like, coming from that, what I sort of find interesting is like, the whole kind of private school setting and everything, yeah. the, the romantic character of Neil, like, what this kind of movie really heavily plays on is that everyone kind of falls into a bit of a trope, don't they? Like, sure, yeah. Like, like, and they create the trope of the romantic teacher in themselves. Like, he kind of sets them off, and he is that. Like, he leads them mm-hmm. on in classes and everything like that. But everyone's sort of just seeing something beyond the actual reality of the situation. Yeah, they invent- taking, inventing yeah. that. And, you know, oh, he's like low key and incredible teacher in the film as well. Oh yeah, okay. Like, so see, he's able to take a kid fucking around and saying like a really jokey, dumb poem. And turn it into a lesson for the kid that the kid actually takes. You're like, man, that is and also that's for the some other good kids. writing. <laughs> that's some good writing and some good. I mean, if if you had like that... if, it, if a teacher was actually like that, they would actually be one of the best teachers ever. Because like, I've when... had I've had teachers like that. Yeah, when but the, there's so few and far between. When the fucking rebel kid, give me the name, Charlie. Yeah, when he's like, boy, he is ref- that what I'm doing for you yeah. now? I'm just providing. When names. he refuses to walk, and uh, bloody Keaton is like, oh, that's right. That's Keaton's just like, why aren't you walking? He's just like, I'm exercising my right not to walk. He's like, thanks, man. Thank you for being the someone example. had to do it. And you're like, yeah. man, what a good teacher. I mean, because that's hard to do. Yeah, you know? like yeah, and and I mean, because the thrust of the thrust of why it's so interesting and why we even have anything to talk about is that what they did is they took. A key concept, which is what if we did a reinvention of the romantic ideas that Shakespeare put forward in a new setting, focusing on this different kind of issue. And what they kind of brought out of it wasn't here are my, here are our answers. Like, because a lot of a lot of filmmakers <laughs> want well, to got uh, a question. Here's the answer. Yeah, a lot of yeah. filmmakers want to be like, Let me make a they're like, hour what's and a half film about? Yeah, it. they're like, yeah. what's an amazing question facing society? Here's my answer. You know, yeah. um, the purge films. In looking the nutshell. at looking at you, who's the guy that does the twists? What? I can't pronounce his name. On. Yeah, he um he does that a lot. Where he's like, "What's a question facing society?" Is my answer, and you're like, "Cool, who cares?" Whereas this film, <laughs> this film really gets you to think about the questions themselves, which is like, what? Here we go. That's what good art does, right? Like, it gets you to ask those questions, not just of society, but of yourself. And you're like, well, "What do I think? Do I actually believe that?" Like Neil's death was justified. It was a tragedy. It was obviously a tragedy, but like, was it a necessary one? Is this kind of attrition required when you want to start? A revolution within a system. Is it even a revolution or is it just kids fucking around and another kid who had depression anyway killing himself? That's actually mostly what it is. I, I know, I'm sure, I know. <laughs> it's just but a kid in the wrong who place. Who fucking, wrong, wrong time. place, wrong yeah. time. And yeah. it wasn't Keating's fault because it worked for everyone else, but that one kid with like major depressive disorder yeah. got caught in the crossfire and ended up killing himself. Mate, don't get me started on the kid that used Dead Poet Society in one of my English shoots as a case for trigger warnings because, like, I'm sorry? Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, this, like, is a, this is a trigger good thing. Trigger warnings would have saved Neil. And I'm like, what? From what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what? For, what? From an abusive father? <laughs> I know, from an abusive father. From a warning, from, I'm from, about from, to from, yell at you. From, from a, a gun? teacher? Yeah. Like... From a gun? 
in a drawer. <laughs> like it... the literal trigger warning. <laughs> warning: This gun has a trigger. I'm glad that you got got, no, right, got to the joke. Thank <laughs> got you. The joke, um, yeah. I was Pull hoping it that it would get there. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, look, I think it's probably a good place to end before we end up like talking about trigger warnings. <laughs> Boy, that gets me <laughs> no, mad. No, 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 yeah, but no, look. Far, um, yeah. I think it's an interesting film, and I'm glad that you suggested that we watch it because I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I'm just glad there exists a Robin Williams oh shake-up film that doesn't suck. Hooray! That's all I'm glad You're about. You're the worst. Um, <laughs> Good Morning Vietnam's amazing. I didn't like I it. I don't... That's mm. fine. Um, it's fine. We've moved on. <laughs> uh, look, thanks for coming in, guys. Really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for um, explaining this film to us. Yeah, we really needed some people that with education yeah. for once. Um, do, uh, do you want anything you want to plug? Because you, you guys do the ton of review. It's coming out in March... Um, yeah, probably our first issue in, at the end of February. Um, when is this probably going to be aired? This will go out we have just no off. Idea. I don't. This will go <laughs> out about two weeks into January. Wow, we're oh. that far ahead, man. I don't know what work. Ish. Dude, so or next week. So who fucking knows? Or yeah, next week. Um, who fucking knows? Like, Twenty seventeen. Welcome. Literally any time between now and the next month. Oh, sweet. Well, that's plenty of room to work. So, where, where should people go? Should they, so, do you have Facebook? Should yeah. they follow you on Facebook? Um, yeah, so definitely. Definitely, definitely on Facebook. Definitely Facebook, but for people that don't know and aren't, like, stalking my life completely, like Caitlin and I... Is that a lot of people? Do you have a lot of stalkers? Oh, I wish. <laughs> I can get you... So you can, I can, you can <laughs> borrow some of mine. Oh, yeah, we, we can, we can, I can send some you, off on I you. I can yeah. lend you some. We are south sides. So I was picking up three on the way home. I can lease you, <laughs> I can lease you a few, yeah. like... Anyway, but, like, Caitlin and I, like, we're running a poetry zine, um, and we're just kind of, um, you know, working it out as we go along, but we're taking submissions for original <laughs> Yeah, poetry. probably at this point, think about yeah. submitting to say, our Say the name board. of the magazine very clearly in, in, en- in enunciated letters. Enunciated letters. Can I spell it out, too? Because yes. I'll yeah, but say ahead. it first. Or, say oh, it. no, spell it first and then say <laughs> it. Okay, well, we play, like, Hangman, maybe? I d- my whiteboard it's like is currently full of stuff. hangman where like reverse you get given hangman. the word. Anyway, yeah. it's T U N D I S H um, review. The Tundish review. Twindish? Oh, Twindish. Okay. Damn it. Nope. Twindish. Got it all. The Twindish. Yeah, worst thing was like the night that I spent telling my mum how to pronounce it. Boy. And the entire it, night. The yeah. entire night. And <laughs> it, 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 it became a pronunciation debate and it's not worth and it. And so are you Tundish review on Facebook? If we search for that yeah. on Facebook, is yes. that going to come search up? Search on Facebook. Lovely. Tundish review. We're a Brisbane based scene. Yeah. Taking poetry submissions. We're going to be launching in March um, and we're also going to be online. Um, yeah, I'll put all the links in the show notes for how to get to all that perfect. stuff. Yeah. He said, hopefully. Very confident statement. I'm from sure me. you'll remember. Surely. Um, great. Yeah, follow him on Facebook. Ben, where can people find us? I don't know. Good choice. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. That It's all in the show notes. You guys have listened to this we podcast like 100 There's episodes. No on it oh, yeah, we have an Instagram. You should be. Well, you're terrible. There'll be photos by now, maybe. Sure, presumably. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good. Follow us all those places. Um, it helps if you give us a hot review on the iTunes. Um, but again, nothing below three stars, because why would you? <laughs> That's just rude. Uh, so five stars or no stars is what I say. <laughs> Alternatively, you could give us the rating that you would have given Dead Poets Society. Oh, do, yeah. Oh. And you know what? That's a five just, out of five. Just in the, um, in the, in the, in the yeah. comment section, just write DPS. Yeah. Because nerds will think it means something else, but we'll know what it really means. Uh, does it mean like dick pic series? Like, yes, it does actually. Yeah, it's an Instagram story exclusively made of dick pics. Uh, don't post, uh, steaks. Don't post don't steaks. Post steaks. Uh, Keep it, them to no yourself. pictures of no. steaks. We're vegetarian friendly. Dead no, poets who Fuck. I'd, cooking show, good. right? Robin Williams' next cooking show. He's dead. Out. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> what? He's, he's dead. When, when did he die? 
Uh, when about did he die? Like a long time, like 20, a few years ago, yeah. God. It feels like it was just yesterday. Too soon. It feels like yeah, it was just yesterday that Robbie died. Too soon. Don't, don't mention it. No. <laughs> don't mention the war. Um, don't mention Vietnam. Jeez, no. boy. Anyone at home wondering, Robbie Williams is still alive because I said Robbie. Look, we're going to go before we make any more tasteless jokes. Um, thanks for coming in, guys. Really appreciate Jeez, it. Um, I'm at DC in my head pie. Oh, yeah, I'm at Little Sister. Well, we, Do you that's guys what we have end Twitter them. handles? Do you have Twitters? Uh, no, not yet. Oh. oh. Well, these these are they aren't at anything. <laughs> we are new to this game. What is this thing? Is this Twitter? Twitter. Thing? You do a tweet, and then other people can we, tweet we it. You play. You're a bird. And you just go like. Bloop. It's like Angry Birds, but harder. Yeah, and with more racists. It, it's like Angry Birds, but Donald Trump hogs the airways. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yeah, this is like, true. Just eats all the other birds. Mm. Oh god, that's a terrifying thought. Uh that's a good place to end. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Now, who's next, Mr. Anderson? You're sitting there in agony. Come on, Todd, step up. Let's put you out of your misery. I, I didn't do it. I didn't write a poem. Mr. Anderson thinks that everything inside of him is worthless and embarrassing. Isn't that right, Todd? Not your worst fear. Well, I think you're wrong. I think you have something inside of you that is worth a great deal. I sound... My are Eric Yop the rooftops of the world. W W Uncle Walt again. Now, for those of you who don't know, a yop is a loud cry or yell. Now, Todd, I would like you to give us a demonstration of a barbaric yop. Come on, you can't yawp sitting down. Let's go. Come on, up. Gotta get in yawping stance. Uh, a yawp. No, not just a yawp. A barbaric yawp. Yawp. Come on, louder. Yawp. Oh, that's a mouse. Come on, louder. Yawp. Oh, good God, boy, yell like a man. There it is. You see? You have a barbarian in you after all. Now, you don't get away that easy. Picture Uncle Walt up there. What does he remind you of? Don't think. Answer. A, a, a madman. What kind of madman? Well, think about it. Just answer again. A crazy madman. Oh, you can do better than that. Free up your mind. Use your imagination. Say the first thing that pops into your head, even if it's total gibberish. Go on. Uh, go on. A, a sweaty tooth madman. Good God, boy. There's a poet in you after all. There. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close them. Now, describe what you see. Uh, I, I close my eyes. Yes. Uh, and this image floats beside me. A sweaty tooth madman. A sweaty tooth madman. With a stare that pounds my brain. Oh, that's excellent. Now give him action. Make him do something. His hands reach out and choke me. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And all the time he's mumbling. What's he mumbling? Uh, mumbling truth. Yeah, yeah. Truth like like a blanket that always leaves your feet cold. Forget them. Forget them. Stay with the blanket. Tell me about that blanket. You you you, you, you push it, stretch it. It'll never be enough. You kick at it, beat it. It'll never cover any of us. From the moment we enter crying to, to the moment we leave dying, it'll just cover your face as you wail and cry and scream. Don't you forget this.